Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Choices, Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here, and oh my gosh, we just have an amazing, amazing guest today. I'm so thrilled to share with everyone Adele Anderson. Adele had an experience she was in a plane that crashed and flipped in the water. And as she was drowning, she discovered that choice exists in our life. And she has done so much with her life and is going to share some great inspiration and perceptions with us. Adele, I'm so honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, Paula. I really am thrilled to be here and um, thrilled to share. Thrilled to share not only my story, but hope <laughs> that there is choice, even in life's most dire circumstances. I always say out of breath, out of time, yeah. we still have choice. And you saying that makes me realize, really, that's not something I have always thought about. We, you know, we have our choices every day and rolling along. I've never thought about really having choices at a dire moment. Uh, I would love you to share that experience that you had that day in the airplane with us. Okay. Well, I was 27. It was a small plane. There's just two passengers, the pilot and myself. So we were sitting tandem, meaning one behind the other. And it was a beautiful day. I remember we were on our way back to the airport and the sun went down. We'd been traveling with another plane. And just like if you've ever watched E.T. and he goes into silhouette, well, that happened. And I was so in awe of the beauty that I was, you know, it was forever something that I'll have in my mind. And then the pilot indicated to me, kind of pointed to the river below us. And he wanted to go and swoop down towards the river and do what, what is called a skip and go, which means he's just going to have his pontoons touch the surface of the water, and then he's gonna shoot back up into the sky. And that would be kind of like our finale for the day. Mm -hmm. But what he didn't realize is he'd left the landing gear down. And when that plane made contact with the water, it flipped. And it flipped so fast from nose to tail that I saw him go under, I went to take a breath of air and my mouth filled with water. And then I was upside down. It was black. It was cold. It was wet, obviously. It was confusing. And I was trapped and I had a mouthful of water. So my first instinct was a bit like, just get me out of here. So I was, um, you know, bucking in my seat, but I was locked in my three-point harness. And I also had a life jacket on. So all of the straps from the life jacket were tangled in this three-point harness. And um, at that point, I realized that um, this doesn't look good. And it was confusing because the plane was turning in the current. So there was a lot of moving parts and there was debris in the water that was like bumping my body and uh, everything was confusing. And then I could feel, I'd been a lifeguard as a teenager. That's what I did going through high school. And so, you know, if you've ever been in a pool and wanted to swim underwater as far as you can, and you realize when your 
arms and legs get that tingly feeling that you're running out of oxygen. And so I recognized that this was happening to me and that my oxygen was in short supply. So I didn't want to exhale. I wanted to keep all the oxygen in my body. So I, I swallowed the water, which was very awful. And then I realized that I might die. And why I realized that was because my life began to flash in front of my eyes. Millions and millions of images from the moment of my birth all the way through my life. And these images continued on past what would be my death. And I had this vision, very clear vision of our local police force walking through my parents' front yard up their big red brick steps and knocking on that old door. And um, I watched my parents open the door and their expressions would change. I couldn't hear the conversation that was taking place, but I could only imagine what would cause my parents' faces to, to change from curiosity to awareness to understanding and then to horror. And it's been almost 30 years. And every time I say this, it makes me emotional. So you can see how our brains function, how this event has really been trapped to this um, sadness within my body. But in my mind, I, I saw my mom collapse to the floor and she screamed. And she screamed so loud inside my head that it snapped me back into my reality that I was upside down drowning in a plane that had crashed and overturned in water. And I made a choice right then that I wasn't gonna do that to my mom and dad. That was not gonna be my reality. And by making that choice, I set in motion some amazing things within our subconscious mind. So I said, I'm getting out of the plane, I'm getting out of it now, this is not my reality. And like that, all of those images that had flashed forward started to flash in reverse. It's like an old time ticker tape movie, one screen, one screen, millions of images. And then it stopped. And it stopped on a scene of a movie that I had watched decades before, didn't know the name of the movie, the actors, the scenes that came before or the scenes that would follow. I knew nothing about the movie itself. The scene that was right in front of my eyes gave me all the information I needed to escape a plane that had crashed and overturned in water. And I followed the script of a commander training young pilots how to do that. And I escaped the plane and saved my life. <laughs> oh my God. I'm here to tell you, you know, the words and, the, and how we interact with our mind, even in, the, in life's most dire circumstances, we still have the ability to make choices. There's a secret behind it, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Oh, wow, that is amazing. And then you released yourself and got out of the plane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. I mean, I remember breaking the surface of the water and, you know, taking that first painful breath. I think my lungs were pretty deflated um, and, you know, crawling up onto the underside of the pontoon and, um, you know, raising my arms like, you know, I just won gold at the Olympics. 
<laughs> and I let out this like, yeah, uh, the, the adrenaline was uh, phenomenal. And so was um, just the wonder of being alive. It really was um, like a rebirth. Yeah, really was from that day forward. Yes. What new mindsets did this give you going forward, Adele? Yes. You know, you, we all go through these patterns of behavior, at least <laughs> many of the people that I talk to do, and, and myself, I'm not immune to that, where we, we come to junctions in our life where sometimes it feels like it's just too hard. And other times it just seems like life is flowing. And some, and, and there, but there seems to be a cycle. So when we're not on the right trajectory or maybe it's time to change, it kind of gets stopped somehow. Um, and, and then we make a choice to do something different. I became aware of the power of the mind at that point, but I hadn't really, I hadn't discovered the science behind it yet. I still needed more knowledge before I was really able to put it to use. I know that everything happens for a reason and I embrace that, but there is, there is are specific reasons why I know how the mind worked in order to create my survival. And one of it was based on my thoughts and which would be turn them into be words if I wasn't under water, how I communicated with my mind. If I would have said I can't get out, my brain would not have sourced yes. that library of all of the information that you know, has been downloaded into each one of our brains from the moment we became conscious and we talked about your birth, right? Um, you know, everything that we've seen, heard, tasted, felt kinesthetically, emotionally, um, smelled, all of our sensory is how we're downloading information. And that's filed in our subconscious brain. I call it, you know, we have a university between our ears. Yes. And being able to access that information is a phenomenal thing. Like if, if I could access that information when I was out of breath and out of time, imagine if we could access that every day. Oh, and, and I know that it's possible because now I know neuroscience. Yes. <laughs> those were, I guess those were the choices that I was making almost unconsciously was moving towards more understanding of of why I survived. Yes. And then also recognizing that I have a purpose. Yes. My purpose, you know, is now to share not only what I've learned, but how it can help us. Yes. And, yeah. you know, that is a beautiful message. Myself, I've always referred to my mind's library and I've used that to, I, I know when I have special memories and moments in my life and I put them in my mind's library and I know whenever I wanna go back to it, I can go there and feel that moment. 
but it's never occurred to me of how I can use that mind's library to do so many things and create as you've talked about. Oh my gosh, what a door that opens, Adele. Well, it is incredible when we understand that our subconscious mind doesn't recognize the difference between reality and fantasy. So we, you know, we're all sitting on the couch watching a movie. And, um, you know, if you grew up in the 70s, you watched Jaws. <laughs> and, you know, just that sound of doo-doo, doo-doo. And you feel your heart rate start to rise and your body temperature start to rise and um, maybe even pick your feet up off the floor and put them on, curl them onto the couch. So, you know, our mind is taking this information in as if it's real. We're actually sitting in the safety of our homes, but having the experience of being chased by a shark. And, and you know, we can, we can go through hundreds of thousands of these experiences and recognize that our brain is actually learning how to maneuver in different situations, giving us the idea of what we can expect if we walk down a black alley at midnight in a town that we don't know if it's safe. You know, they become experiences that we can draw on if we, if we recognize that and if we don't um, stop or inhibit or halt our brain's ability to communicate with us through very simple language. I always say talk to your subconscious brain like a two-year-old. So you know we don't use big words, we use the words that keep us up at night, <laughs> you know, that and which are usually like less than four letters, right? And um and if we stay away from what I call stop words like can'ts, shouldas, wouldas, tries, never always can't you know we can go on and on with the words that say that something is not possible and when we indicate that to our brain it is our most trusted advisor it believes us so if we want its help we need to ask for it rather than telling our brain that there's no point in looking because you've already said it can't be done or it's not possible. And I'm telling you, almost anything is possible if you really want it. <laughs> wow. That, that is such a statement of how powerful our thoughts and words are, isn't it? It really is. Our thoughts and words have the power to turn on and off the genetic markers of predisposition. They say that our thoughts and words are more powerful than our genetics. Our genetics is becoming a very small part of the puzzle now. We have more control of our lives and our health than we ever thought possible. And that's in neuroscience. These are not my words. These are coming out of Harvard, Yale, written in the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, so I think that, you know, there's a new world dawning. And it's and it has dawned for a while, but now it's becoming mainstream. You know, we're talking, you know, meditation in Time magazine. You know, it, we used to be able to see it in in other, um, you know, written articles that maybe weren't as um, recognized. Um, yes. 
as as we do now. Now we're you know we're talking, um, you know, Yale and uh, Harvard saying find your truth, find your find your wellness. And that's exciting and empowering. It really is, isn't it? I I tr- I'm so thrilled. And and yet you know. I, I talk with people who are faced with life-threatening illnesses and, you know, it's a, it is a mindset that requires us to, you know, have faith. And yet there's been so many studies and, you know, lots of smart people, PhDs that are agreeing, you know, that our mindset plays such an important role in all of that. Yeah. And if we can, um, share more and embody more of these natural sciences and natural innate abilities of, you know, that are already built into this incredible, um, you know, body of ours, body and mind, that the human race really, you know, where, where can we go? Like, it's just unstoppable. Yes, I love it. And Adele, you actually work with people now don't you as a coach will you will you tell everyone about that please absolutely thank you for asking so my first education was um, in natural medicine so i was in natural medicine for about 25 years but i was still you know searching again for the answers to my survival and when i was introduced to neurolinguistics programming which is based in neuroscience and it uh, also has a big component in linguistics and psychology and cybernetics. There's a whole facet to anybody who understands neurolinguistics programming, or NLP for short. But I find that my most utilized modality that I offer my clients when I coach them is NLP. And the reason why is because we can make amazing changes in people's lives in a very short time. So we used to think that if we had emotional issues, that we needed to understand it and talk about it and work it out and do the work and practice and, you know, on and on. But through neuroscience, we've now discovered that emotion is connected to physiology. So every time we feel an emotion, it has a certain body temperature, respiration, heart rate, you know, the way we stand, there can be a whole visual, like what your brain will do is how it downloads everything you see, smell, taste, hear, feel kinesthetically. So it actually creates a object within your mind in a certain part of your body. So, you know, sometimes if you feel anxiety, maybe you feel it in your chest. So I'll ask you to actually go in and look at that through a visualization process. And then what we do is we can go through what, what I call the back door. We simply change the, vis- we change the physiology. So in my office, I have different charts and, and I, I can also do this through visualization. So the this most simple way that I can under, um, explain this is if I put you into a state of recalling a negative event in your life so that you felt that emotion, whether it was anxiety or disrespect or um, whatever it is, right? It, it can be anything. And, and, it, and then you have that physiology within your body. And then what I'll do is I'll take you 
three feet into a different section of the room because we actually anchor, and we can talk about anchoring, um, in a certain state. So then I have you focus on a chart. And if you can imagine this chart, just uh, it, it reads like a book and it has three words on it, red, green, and blue. But each one of those words is repeated about 72 times and they're colored the wrong color. So red might actually be colored blue. The word green might be colored red and the green, the, the word red might be colored blue. So I first get you to tell me the color that you see, not the word you can read. And then the second round is when it's red, I have you put your right hand up. When it's blue, I have you put your left hand up. And when it's green, I have you clap. So you go through it again, 72 different words, all, all in colors. The third time we add the opposite leg and we jump when we clap for green. And what this does is like doing a little aerobics. But it has focused your mind away from that emotion that you were feeling a moment before. It's a two-step process in the brain to ignore the word and to say the color. And now I'm going to make you sweat. I'm going to make you raise your heart rate, raise your body temperature, and raise your respiration by doing this little jig. And within 10 minutes, I can take you again to the other side of the room where you were recalling, remembering that event in your life. You'll still be able to know that the event occurred, but you will not be able to source it in your mind. Wow. So your brain has created a neural pathway that's connected a certain physiology with that certain emotion. And when I change the physiology, it's no longer able to make that connection. It's fast and it lasts. I do it with children who misbehave. <laughs> Parents call me. Wow. And I also do it with people that are having issues. Well, I do it for almost everything, but you know, quite often, um, sadly, someone will come in and say, I just found my partner on a, a dating site. I got a little pop-up that came on my email this morning and I opened it up and I was like, oh my. And um, I said, well, if you, you know, if you're wanting to move past this and have a conversation that matters where, you know, it doesn't escalate and you're able to stay in your big thinker yeah. rather than run a pattern of behavior and, you know, say yeah. some things that you might not be happy about tomorrow then we can eliminate that. It, it, and literally, they can't see it anymore. Yes. It sounds um, like you just do a broad spectrum of work with what you're doing in your coaching. You know, I. Wow. it's funny because, you know, as um, practitioners, we, we are supposed to market to a certain demographic, right? Mm -hmm. So professional women between the ages of 35 and 55. But when people hear me speak or learn the work that I do. I've had children as young as four and uh, people as, as, as old as 82. Um, one of my very, very, uh, some of the times my jaw drops, this one lady came to me, she had um, fallen down a set of stairs about three, 
three or four years prior to seeing me. She had neurological damage on half of her face because her head had hit um, stairs at the bottom. And she had uncontrolled twitching on one half of her face, very linear. You could, you know, draw a line from the top of her crown through her nose and her chin. And um, she was suicidal, you know, this constant twitching. And, um, and we ran this game, and I'm telling you, she'd been to every neurologist. Wow. That she, I mean, she was trying to have this problem solved for several years. And I just met her out at someone's birthday party and said, well, why don't you come and see me? I have no idea if I can help you, but I'd love to try. And she could do this game and get it to stop twitching. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Uh, will you amazing. share with the audience? This is fascinating. I love it. Your website information, Adele, yeah. please, how they can get a hold of you. Thank you, Paula. Um, my email is yes at lifecoachadele.com. So my website is lifecoachadele.com. We've got lots of different services in there. Um, you can even pop into my my scheduler and have a, th a free 30-minute session with me just to have a conversation free of charge. I'm happy to do that. And then I just, uh, yeah, it really is an individual preference of if, you, if you're just tired of living with the pain, like emotional pain, physical pain, um, you know, I, I just feel so grateful to be able to do this for people, but I just also want to offer hope to people. Like I know absolutely that the human being was never meant to live in emotional pain. I know that because I've witnessed change with so many people. And it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to slug it out. You really can move forward and feel lightness. And that's the, that's the feedback that I get the most, actually, is I feel free. Oh, I feel light. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Adele, you are an inspiration and a gift to all of us. I am so grateful. Oh, I wish we had more time this i could go on for an hour listening to you ah that's so but, kind before we um, i just really appreciate chatting oh, you're welcome uh do also uh let the audience know about your podcast if you will. oh yes i started a podcast as a way to spread the love uh it's called mind your freedom i'm i'm about six months into it i also interview amazing people it's become a joy of mine and i've discovered that there's just so much more to learn yes. <laughs> people have amazing skills and modalities that sometimes i wasn't even aware that they existed and i love it when someone can shift my perception mm -hmm. and just open new ideas within my mind i love it oh i just I am so happy we met and we chatted before the show and discovered we both are prior restaurant owners. So we have that we as well. Are. Oh, I love it. I love it. 
Thank you so much, Adele. Love, Uh, hugs, and blessings. I'm grateful. I really am. I'm so happy that we uh, connected. And I hope that we stay connected. Yes, we're going to. And to everyone out there, thank you for joining us. Love, hugs, and blessings. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale, would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.